sometimes you may not that may not resonate with what your spirit is right you just see the the glitz and glamour and you wind up losing your way because that's what you believe that you have to be to make it mm -hmm. right but if it's unauthentic people will always see that you understand so if you're talking about ratchet stuff and you don't really seem like a ratchet person you got to be the best actor, mm -hmm. right? So yes, you're doing, you're following your dream, but at the same time, you're losing yourself. You understand? Yeah. And people can see that. Mm -hmm. That's you got to have the best music, and people will notice that you're not like you know. So it's very, it's a, it's a slippery slope. You know, follow your dream, but try to like keep your integrity mm -hmm. and be your authentic self, and that's what's going to win if you have talent that the world deems to be, you know. Absolutely. It's too many variables in there. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young. And today we have a very unique guest. How I, however, I'm super excited to get into your story. And I think everyone can tap into your mindset and learn a little bit about how they can actually get through this entrepreneurial journey okay. in a way that accelerates the process, so to speak, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So without further ado, would you introduce yourself? How you guys doing? My name is Bernie. Last name Good. I am the CEO of Be Good Financials, and I'm here to change the world. <laughs> here to change the world. That's it. And like all entrepreneurs, what I love about entrepreneurship specifically is social entrepreneurs. People who have a, a specific goal, a specific issue in the world mm -hmm. they really care about, mm -hmm. and they build a business that's profitable, absolutely. that can absolutely save the world. Absolutely. So that's the that's the space that you're in. Oh, like that's the only thing I think about. Oh my gosh. Now your journey to get to this place has been really interesting. Because as you know, on the Work and Play podcast, we um, talk about, we well one, we specifically talk to people from corporate America because I come from corporate. Right. And when I met you at the um, content creation bootcamp, right? Yeah. You were like, I never had a nine to five. Never had a nine to five. And I think that's what captured me immediately. <laughs> and one, once you told me your story, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, we gotta share this. Mm -hmm. So um, first of all, I'd like to get a little bit into what you currently do in the financial space. So okay. you can help us understand how do you truly like save the world client by client. Okay. So what my specialty is, is I repair credit, right? I have a company that repairs credit, but it's not just um, a credit repair company. It's not typical. So what we do is we teach you how to go in for funding, we teach you what to do with the funding, and we teach you how to leverage your credit once we get you into that space. Mm. So, you know, the credit repair part is literally just the beginning of your journey with us. Uh, by the end, you'll pretty much know how to teach your whole family how to be beast in the credit world. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a um, concierge service absolutely. for credit. Concierge service. Uh, I model my business after Uber, right? So not only do we repair credit, we allow other people to come in and use our platform to pretty much drive their clients to their destination. Mm, so how long have you been doing this? Uh, so officially, I've been doing this going on three years, mm -hmm. but unofficially, like five years. Yeah, those unofficial years definitely count yeah. because that's when we get our, our nicks and bruises. Absolutely. <laughs> we learn the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So five years into mm -hmm. this 
journey um and you feel like you know you've been getting your your um impact you've mm -hmm. been feeling like like what would you say has like been your best customer experience uh best customer experience i literally so so a funny story i i ran across a guy i came across a guy who uh was working at a car wash right i was getting my car washed and this guy was working so long, like he was sweating. He was, you know, I think he wanted a, a nice tip from mm -hmm. me, right? <laughs> so, so I saw him, and you know, he something spoke to me. I, I gave him my business card. I have uh, metal business cards. They look like credit cards, right? And he was like taken aback by the card. He was like, you know, what do you do? And I and I got into conversation with him, and I let him know that I teach people how to work smarter, not harder. Right, and the reason why I gave you this card is because I see you working hard, mm -hmm. and um, it's not to say that you don't love what you do, but I want to show you how you can do this a smarter way. Mm -hmm. Right. So he took the card, called me about a month later. Um, his credit was all messed up; it was jacked up, and we repaired his credit. We got him some financing and showed him what he could, you know, what his expertise was, which. This, when I say this guy paid attention to detail, he was clean the inside of my car. You know, I just see that he loved what he did. Um, I, I showed him a business model where he doesn't have to work for that company. Mm -hmm. You can still do what you do, but now you could hire others as well okay. to do the, the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he started a mobile car wash business and he called me in tears and he was just like, bro, you changed my life. Like that one business card, you changed my life. You don't even understand. It's it, like, to me, that's, those stories are like the biggest for me. Wow. You know, like getting a house, that's that's fine. Getting a car, that's fine. That's still consumer. I'm trying to teach people how to be producers, mm. you know. With their credit. Right. So, one of the, so when I think about um, credit repair, I always think about the jacked up situations mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you're, like you said, jacked up. I think 400 credit score, mm -hmm. you have a lot of loans and mm -hmm. debt and stuff, mm -hmm. and then you don't necessarily have enough to pay it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the worst type situation. Right. But when I quit my job, right, I would say I probably had like a seven, 770 or something like mm -hmm. that, but I didn't necessarily know how to leverage it. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would like to do is learn how uh, my clients can leverage their credit in their exit strategy. Absolutely. So do you ever have clients who, maybe aren't in a bad situation but absolutely. they need like that coaching to absolutely. leverage it absolutely absolutely so i always start off with your why like mm -hmm. what is your why what do you want to do in life what speaks to your spirit right we have to start there because if you do anything for money then you're going right back to work mm -hmm. right so if you're leaving the corporate world we have to know what you're leaving to go towards right so once you tell me, let's say, you know, I always had a vision to sell t-shirts, right? I want to sell t-shirts online, mm -hmm. right? Cool. Now we have, we have the what? Now I'm going to teach you how to go and get some funding, credit, loans. I, I don't really like loans, but lines of credit and credit cards, right? And I'll tell you why I don't like loans in a minute, but go and get some funding and inject that into your brand, right? You could absolutely use a credit card right now to advertise your brand, uh, to get product, um, to, to literally um, market your brand online. So what I mean by that is you can run ads off of your credit cards. Mm. So with that, that's like a, a triple play. 
So you'll literally pay for the ads, right? With your credit card, not your money, other people's money. And then what you'll do is you'll gain traction to your business. You're gonna get more people that's buying your products, right? Yeah. And then what you're also gonna do is you're going to gain points for doing that. Mm -hmm. So now you just leveraged your credit, never using your own money for your brand. Yeah. And you know, this this is literally just one of the hacks. Yeah, that's a play right there. When you when you mentioned the points, I, some of the trips that I took, maybe the first big trip that I took when I left my mm -hmm. corporate job was on points. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn that you know, people in your position, I would say specifically you, you're, you're like a credit concierge coach, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to be in the worst situation mm -hmm. in order to tap into your no, credit. And I no. think that that's a, a um, asset that we often overlook Absolutely. that we could use as like, we're trying, so corporate people specifically, mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out, okay, so how do I know this thing's going to make money? Mm -hmm. Well, using your credit mm -hmm. while you still are employed before you jump out into entrepreneurship Absolutely. allow you to test a couple of things Absolutely. test the facebook ads Absolutely. test these things Absolutely. even while you're still working right mm -hmm. what i tell people who have jobs traditional jobs right nine to five mm -hmm. you could absolutely use your work environment as your test study say right? some more you, say you some could more. absolutely speak to your co-workers and, and ask them what they need what are they missing in life, right? And you could build your business model off of where you where you are now. I never tell people to just quit their job, ever. Like, use what you have. You are, if you've been there for some years, you're known, your environment is friendly, use what you have because people are going to be the best subjects. They're gonna be your best test or case studies, right? Um, so if you could like fill a void for those around you, then nine times out of 10, when you leave that place, you're going to be speaking to your avatar to the rest of the world as well. Absolutely. You know? Listen, yeah. that, okay. We are on the right. We are getting ready to buckle up and head on the ride yeah. because, um, though you have never had a job, you're certainly speaking to the experience mm -hmm. of someone who needs to hear what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, and you resonate with, you don't just say, Oh, you know, a lot of people are, uh, who have always been entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm that look down on people who have nine to fives and you don't give me that energy at all no i'm the only person in my family who's never had a job mm -hmm. I, I watched my mom both of my sisters my stepfather everyone my fiance everyone has had jobs mm -hmm. and i'm like anti-job because i see the stress yeah. i see what it does to people's um just overall quality of life mm -hmm. you know I've watched my mom struggle for years um, and not to say struggle because struggle is, is is subjective right it's not something that we weren't starving mm -hmm. you know obviously but I watched her have to get up every single day um, we, we moved into a, a nice house in Pennsylvania and I watched her and my stepdad have to get up at four o'clock five o'clock in the morning and they were commuting back to New York every day that took on like that it is so stressful that's now i know new york for the borough so that's like what an hour hour and a half goodness gracious yeah if you get traffic you're gonna be there two hours mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's every day there and back mm -hmm. you know and i watched them and i'm like that although i i was very mature as a kid so i understood and i appreciated it you know but i, I always said that can't be life that can't be there has to be an easier way, you know. Um, they both had good jobs. Like my my stepfather, um, he he was an, an accountant for a law firm. 
probably before a law firm, and my mom, she worked in accounts payable. Uh, both, you know, good jobs, paying a decent, you know, we, we lived a good life. But I always knew that there was more and it didn't, I didn't have to work that hard to get it. Mm. Something told me that. I don't know that I think it's from God, but absolutely. You know, I, something told me that you can do this another way. How old would you say you were when you got that that thought? Uh, sixteen years old. About sixteen. Did yeah. you did you make money other ways at sixteen, or what yeah. did you finally decide? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I had I had a job. Okay. Uh, my my first and only job was when I was sixteen years old, and it was to fund a mixtape. Right, I, I used to do music, and so my friends, they talked me into creating an album, right? I'm in high school, and we had the bright idea to pretty much um, create an album and sell the album, right? So this is my first experience with actually needing money, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't just create an album out of thin air. You have to buy CDs, you have to, you know, buy the computer, all the things that it takes to actually get the album, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I went and got a job. I asked my mom, she was like, no, we're <laughs> we not doing that right now. We got these bills, <laughs> yeah. this is not happening. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me go get a job. I went and got a job at a clothing store in my local mall. And when I say I hated it, I hated it. Like even before the job, I've always been a rebel without a cause. Like literally, I, I didn't, I don't like rules. I, I don't, I don't like anyone telling me what to do mm. or how to do it or when to do it. I never liked that, like ever. Mm. So this is my first taste of actually listening to someone besides my mother tell, tell me what, what to do, do and mm. how to do it. Mm -hmm. and, oh, it was, it was, it was horrible. Anyway, I'm telling you, I'm describing it like it's the worst thing. Now, mind you, most kids, most kids my age would have, they would have loved the job. They mm. would have, you know, you were getting paid. It, I hated it, yeah. right? So I did the job. I, I, I was on the job for about four months. Uh, got the money that I needed to fund my, my album. And I actually produced the album, created it, came out with it, you know, and I had my peers, my friends around me, I had them selling the album, right? And when I say like this is something I was very proud of because I'm in I'm in high school and we're this is our first journey into entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I handled it well as a CEO. Um, we were literally advertising in the classroom, hanging up posters and stuff like that. It was it was it was big, right, for the time. And we sold the album for three dollars. And when I tell you that I made about $9,000 off of a $3 CD at 16 years old. Wow. That was my first. And then mind you, I paid my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I paid. So I walked away with probably like around. And so can I ask you, how much money did you take away from those four months at the job? Uh, Probably around, I want to say like around $1,500. Dang, so you flipped fifteen hundred into mm -hmm. nine thousand nine thousand at sixteen years mm -hmm. old. Do you get the fact that that's the first lesson? We talk about this all the time. Um, your job is your investor. Mm. Yeah. I, I, now that you're saying it, I, I never really put it together. I just like I'm only doing this for this and then I'm out of here. You talk about rebel without a cause. You had a cause. I had a cause. That's I had cool. a cause. Yep. So so we made nine thousand dollars off the CD, um, paid my friends and I said to myself, I am never working for anybody again, ever mm -hmm. in my life, mm -hmm. ever. Because that that rush was just, 
it was it was undescribable. Like yeah. that was my first time ever making money. Okay. And I did it well. Got you. So that was your first time making the money. You actually flipped fifteen hundred, made the nine nine thousand. Also, you you um, organized and structured a movement of like distribution. Absolutely. And so you that energy is taking you like okay, I can do entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Now, did you call it entrepreneurship? No. At the time? No. What was I, your mindset at the time? I'm a boss. <laughs> What's the whole? That's, I was like, I was feeling myself. I'm like, I'm a boss. Like, what? Like, I just paid you. Like, you know, I was even, I even had jokes with my friends. Like, what? This? Oh, you work for me. Get out of here. <laughs> so, what was your next business venture? This is where things get ugly, right? So, mm. so with that entrepreneurial spirit, if it's not guided and and directed in the right way it could be channeled into to negativity mm. especially if your environment um examples of entrepreneurship is negative you know so at that time i moved away from pennsylvania back to my old neighborhood right and my old neighborhood was horrible just to be clear right mm. one of the worst places to raise children um mm -hmm. very drug infested okay. crime rate is ridiculous okay. um but i that was the only thing i knew it was like home for me you know mm -hmm. i moved to pennsylvania a little late in life like around like 15. okay you know so i only spent about two years in pennsylvania and then you know when things are not going right at home you run back to what you know okay so i went back to to queensbridge is the place and i still had the entrepreneurial spirit still had some money and I'm just looking around. I'm like, what are they doing to make money? Because I'm not going to work, you know? They're selling drugs. Got it. When right. you say they, you're looking at the successful people in your environment. Yes. These are, when we say successful, let's do air quotes. Absolutely. That's what it looks like to someone who's 17 years old. Absolutely. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I learned the ropes mm -hmm. fast, you know, in the neighborhood. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you start off selling your little weed and then you go into heavier things, right? So at that time, I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm, I have some money. I'm about to invest. And the product of investment was marijuana. Okay. So I started. And I was good at that too. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I know how to make money. I'm, I, at that time, I'm like, you know what? I'm never going broke again. Yeah. I don't know what it is to be. I don't want to be broke, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I took that to the furthest level I could take it. Got right? it. And I made a nice amount of money. When, not, without getting into too deep into the details, mm -hmm. when you look at the success, like the transferable skill, was it that you were good at identifying people to push it? Or were you good at understanding how to multiply? Were so, you so when I first started, I understood that I understood the environment, mm -hmm. right? So, so back when I was in high school, let's go back with a backwards a little bit. Okay. When I was in high school, I I created something that up until that point hasn't been done, you know, in in high school, right? But then I seen others duplicate it, and it, it kind of like you know, bothered me a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't know how to share. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, oh, everybody want to come out with albums now. Got right? it. You like, so, my play. <laughs> right. So it made me feel a little, uh, 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 some type of way, right? Mm -hmm. So when I went back to my old neighborhood, 
I understood not to step on other people's toes okay. or come out here and just, you know, act as if you started something. Mm. So how I started was I got under someone else. Mm. You know, they taught me the ropes. They taught me the game. He's a good friend of mine. Um, so I was basically selling for him. Okay. Um, learning the ropes, you know, understanding, getting my feet wet, um, becoming recognizable as a brand in the neighborhood. Mm. And then eventually I, I uh, ventured off on my own. Got it. You know, so, you know, and I understood that very well before I even decided to start. I was okay. like, you know, I'm not going to come out here and just start stepping on people's toes. Yeah. So um, once I learned what I needed to learn, had a conversation with him, let him know, like, you know, this can't be the forever thing. I'm, I'm actually going to, you know, go on my own. He knew because he, he just saw it in me. Like, yeah, you know, he's a boss. Yeah, he's a boss. He's like, I'm, I'm happy that I had you for as long as I did. Right. Yes. So then I, that's when I started taking it to the next level, and then that's when I started employing people like what I know how to do from before. Okay. How big would you say you grew your um, empire at, um, at the highest point? Okay, so marijuana wasn't the biggest for me, mm -hmm. right? The next level of drug, which was cocaine and mm -hmm. all of that stuff, mm -hmm. that's when I kind of like got bigger than what I needed to get. Mm. Yeah. So there were. What do you mean bigger? Bigger than you needed to so get. So it's so in that world, success equals failure. Okay. Yeah. Turn the whole thing on its head yeah. right now. It's 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 scary. So the more successful you are, mm -hmm. the more your chances are to fail. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So it's not like here where, you know, in the professional world, mm -hmm. we can succeed as much as possible. There's no cap, right? Mm. In that world, the more money you make, the more problems you have. Okay. Right? The more people who are noticing you and want what you have. Right. Because you're in an environment where people are vicious and... It's just ugly, right? Mm -hmm. um, the more you can get on the police radar, right? Um, the more jealousy there is, you know? So it's not it's not good to get successful. I understand. You understand? I think uh, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is, of course, it turns the whole, um, you know, the concept of success on its head. Mm -hmm. And because, of course, I've heard Biggie Smalls, more mm -hmm. money, more problems, I resonate right. a little right. bit with what you're saying. Um, the thing about it is, what, what it sounds like to me is something that actually can be connected in the professional world, mm -hmm. which when you get a certain level of visibility in the corporate mm -hmm. world, it comes with different bureaucracy. It comes Absolutely. with more um, being having to like navigate mm -hmm. social circles mm -hmm. and do your job at the same time. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm assuming you're pressed in that same situation. Mm -hmm. You have to navigate the people, the social circles, the mm -hmm. police, the, the competitors, your team. Absolutely. And you also have to do your job. Absolutely. So what does that um, intersection look like for you? So for me, it was day-to-day -day business, number mm -hmm. one, and just having to look over your shoulder. Okay. You know, you have to look over your shoulder. You have to have the right amount of street smarts to understand that people are not your friend. And when and in this world, when people are not your friend, they could actually hurt you. And when I say hurt, I'm not talking about like steal from you. I'm talking about like they physically, physically hurt you, mm -hmm. you know? So um, just learning how to navigate through that was 
was something within itself. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't something that I think as an 18 year old kid, 17, 18 year old kid, I wasn't prepared for that. You know? I thought that this was a neighborhood that I come from. Everyone knows me. You have a certain amount of popularity. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone just, you know, everyone. So people may hate on you or they may be jealous, but they're not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, by nature, I wasn't like a vicious person. I grew up in a in a good environment compared to some of my peers from my whole neighborhood. Got it. You know, my mom always, always, we kept, you know, she kept a roof over our head, she kept us fed. She, you know, she was one of those parents that really wanted to make sure that we wouldn't become products of the environment. Got it. You know, so I wasn't ready for, like if you grew up with a, a mother and a stepfather who you watched them go to work that's your example right yeah but then you you have friends who watch their parents actually smoke crack and steal from them mm. that's their example right so their their reality is something different than what your reality is and if you throw yourself back into that lion's den you got to be prepared for the mentality of those people you understand yeah i understand they literally live by like a doggy dog world. Yeah. You know, if he has it, I need it. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Gotcha. So when you think about your experience, that entire experience, mm -hmm. and I hear you reflecting at 18, that's where you hit a lot of success. You mm -hmm. weren't necessarily prepared for mm -hmm. it. Um, and I would like for you to tell your story and, and the way that you learned about this, your philosophies. But if you think about what you learned after getting out of that situation or what changed mm -hmm. your perspective your trajectory from staying in that mm -hmm. in that space mm -hmm. to going to another direction okay. what was that philosophy that you learned so so um i don't know if, if you know a lot of you guys know i'm sitting in this chair but i'm actually in a wheelchair mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so when i was 20 years old after when i, when I say a nice run <laughs> Like, it was unimaginable how much money we were making off of the wrong thing, selling drugs, right? Um, there would be weeks where we're making $50,000, right? You're young, I'm 18, 19 years old, and this type of money is coming into, you know, just the network that you have around you is like something that anybody could get lost in even now like in the professional world if you're making 50k a week you could lose yourself mm -hmm. you know so it's a lot to deal with and then you marry that with the fact of the environment that you're in right so i had to learn fast that people are not your friend um people will kill you to take what you have um and and just to learn how to navigate through it, right? Yeah. So at the age of 20 years old, I actually got shot and it was by someone who I knew. That was my that was my big lesson, right? That was my like life-changing event. Um, got shot, put in a wheelchair, literally died on the floor, uh, came back and not to say like I was woke, I was enlightened. I, I was enlightened but I wasn't ready for change okay. at that time. That's fair. You know, I, I wasn't ready for change. I, the only thing I knew at that time was being successful off of selling drugs. Were you thinking revenge at the time? Well, at that time, I was thinking revenge, but 
I was also traumatized by my new situation. Okay. So I didn't have a lot of time to think like, I'm going to go. Yeah, I can't walk. Yeah. That's the only thing that I'm on, that's on my mind. I spent four months in the hospital learning how to be in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to learn how to do everything over. Like, like I'm talking about sit up on your own. Mm -hmm. This the basics that we take for granted, like putting your socks on, using the bathroom, um, getting dressed, mm -hmm. coughing, yawning. Like my lungs got pierced by the bullet, so I didn't have the strength to to cough, yawn, or um, um, sneeze. Mm. Yeah, literally, I couldn't do any of these things. I had to learn how to live all over again. What was feeding your mind or your or your heart, you know, during this time? What were you What were you taking in during this time? Nothing but negativity. Oh wow! I can't even. I literally, I just because I know who you are now, mm -hmm. Bernie. Mm -hmm. I imagine you listening to Eric Thomas no. while you land. So it, no. it. So you saying nothing but negativity. Nothing but I was. When I say unrecognizable, mm. like the person that you know today, unrecognizable. I was mm. literally stripped down to nothing. Mm. Um, so when you're living that life, you have some arrogance that comes with it. You feel like you're untouchable. That experience humbled me the way I would never want anyone to ever have to be humble. You know, it, it, it was something that um, to me, changed my life forever, right? And at that time, it was in a negative way. So I was depressed, I was suicidal. I was thinking of everything that I couldn't do because of a wheelchair. Not even knowing, no one knows how to be in a wheelchair. If you go from walking and then tomorrow you're in a wheelchair, you don't, there's no manual that comes with that, yeah. you know? So you're in your mind conjuring up all of these things, all of these false narratives you know, I can't drive, I can't have sex, I can't play basketball, I can't, it's just I can't, I can't, I can't. That's what you're saying to yourself, Yeah. right? And it's all false, mm -hmm. it's all false, but you don't know that at that time. Right. So if you tap in and you subscribe to that narrative, it will make you want to die. Got it. You understand? Yes. So, so, so you're soaking up negativity. Mm -hmm. What was it that brought you out? Okay, so, at that time, I still was who I was, still trying to figure it out, suicidal, um, didn't know how to change, right? Mm -hmm. Still in my mind, I'm never getting a job. Mm. Like, I'm still saying that. That's the only piece of the old me that I still have. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm a whole new person and everything, but I'm still, I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm in the wheelchair. I'm definitely not getting a job now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, but it was negative. So, so I still was selling drugs. Okay, you went back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, went back to selling drugs okay. because it's the only thing I knew. Mm -hmm. um, I went to jail in a wheelchair. Okay. I went to jail for a year in a wheelchair. Had crazy experiences inside of jail, but I think that was my turning point. That, so at that point, let me see, I was 20 when I got shot. I went to jail when I was 25, so five years. I was in a depressed, ugly state of mind. Mm. I'm selling drugs, smoking weed. I'm just, I don't care. Up until I got in a wheelchair, I never smoked weed in my life. You never did your own product? Never. Wow. Ever. Like, not, I was always into basketball, stuff like that, right? Okay. 20 years old, I'm depressed. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm smoking. 
Yeah. You know, so that became my life, mm -hmm. and I was just spiraling down further and further. Mm -hmm. Finally, I went to jail, and that at that point I was in jail for a year, and that was the turning point for me. That was like, this can't be life. You know, this is this is not good. Like this is you you thought you were at the lowest when you got shot and you got put in that wheelchair in that wheelchair, but you're in jail in a wheelchair. <laughs> Like, that can't be, this can't be. So I had to make a decision. Is this going to be how my life is gonna be shaped for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Am I gonna be going back and forth to jail? Am I gonna wind up, you know, getting killed? What, what, what's going to be my, my um, story? So at that point in time, I'm like, I have to, something has to give, right? I think I had like a spiritual awakening. I sat in like my cell and I literally cried. Like for the whole day, like I'm talking about tears that you don't even know that you have inside of me. Mm. I cried, and after I after I let all of that out, I think I came out on the other side, and I was like, "All right, let's be proactive. What is your first step? What are we gonna do? What's happening?" So when I left home at 17, I actually dropped out of high school. Okay. Dropped out of so high school. Didn't have a diploma. Didn't have a diploma. Okay. Right? Got my GED in jail. Okay. After okay. that moment, I'm like, listen, I am, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. Proactive. Get my GED, I'm going to college when I get out of school. Okay. I'm out of, out of um, jail. Mm -hmm. Got my GED, went to college when I, when I came home, and I actually became the president of my college, right? Because here's the thing. I never gave myself a chance, right? right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm smart, for real. Like, you know, everyone knows that they have some level of intelligence, but you don't know how smart you could be if you never push yourself. Right. So I, I went to school, became the student governance president. Uh, I had to keep, first of all, I had to keep a 3.7 GPA. Okay. I kept a 3.9. All right. 3.9 GPA throughout the, the whole time that I was in, in school. And I, I went to school late, right? So I went to school at 27 years old and I got to see things from a different perspective versus when you when you go to college right out of high school. You're still a kid. Facts. You know? The lessons that you have, the life experience that you can apply to exactly. theory. Exactly. So I'm in college and I'm I'm literally learning how to be a boss in another in the professional world. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm watching how the professors are commanding their attention in the class. Mm -hmm. I'm watching how um, you know receptive these students are to this leader. Absolutely. You know, I'm learning how to speak to. We we used to have meetings with like government officials and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning how to be in those positions mm -hmm. from these these powerful men. Yeah. And I'm just like, I could I could really be something. Hold on, you know, like I. I have, my mom always told me that I have charisma. I have, she used to call it it. She was like, when you get older, you're gonna understand what I mean. But as a little kid, she was like, you have it. All my friends used to follow me around, all of that type of stuff, right? So at that moment in college, I'm realizing what it is. Wow. Cause like I was influential. Um, I had a voice mm -hmm. and I had to be responsible with that voice because I'm representing the whole student body. Absolutely. Right. When I think, when you think about in that moment, mm -hmm. did you realize, what did you realize mm -hmm. was your advantage mm -hmm. coming from your specific environment that is very unique in the, in the school? So, so my advantage was my age. 
Okay. Right? Because mm-hmm. because I was um, I was at a maturity level. Mm-hmm. You know, I, at that point in time, I've already seen two lives. Right. You know, twenty years old, I was living that life. Went to jail, and now I'm in this space where I can absolutely relate to what y'all are going through as as you know students. But at the same time, I can give it to you from a from a different perspective. Got I can it. give it to you from a real world, real world perspective. Right. So yeah. that was my advantage that I kind of like lived double lives. Mm. You know. Was there any? Um, I think about the corporate space, mm. and the lesson that you said earlier was. Everybody's not your friend. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that at 25 mm-hmm. and I wish I had that real world experience. Mm-hmm. So did you find that, and I'm thinking, do you play chess? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm thinking in, in terms of the game chess, I know the movements, I don't know strategy, mm-hmm. not yet. Mm-hmm. But when you think about, okay, the key people on the board mm-hmm. in your past life, mm-hmm. And then you're in school and you're like, are you thinking who are the key people? Are you thinking strategically like that? I can't turn it off. Okay. When I tell you I can't turn it off, I so I forged relationships with key people, not like not just the students. I'm talking about like the dean, you know, like our uh, advisors. I was literally setting myself up for after all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is cool. This is this is cute, but I want connections for when I leave. I need to be um, equipped, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you say chess, it's so funny that you mention that because literally, to this day, I can't turn it. I cannot turn it <laughs> off. Everything is calculated. Everything is strategic. Everything has to be, and I, my mind doesn't work any other way. Mm. Um, so, so back at that time, it, <laughs> it's unfair. But so I had running mates. You know, I had people who, it's not like I just, you know, hey, I want to be president and it's just that. No, there were other people who Mm -hmm. wanted to be president as well. But because I'm a chess player, because I'm older, because I already know what marketing is, I already know what to do, it it wasn't even a fair chance. And then I had money. Yeah, I had a little money, like where students don't really have money. Yeah, you could invest in certain publications, like publicity. Let me tell you something. (laughs) You're playing a big man's game. I ran that campaign like it was a real presidential campaign. I'm t- you could not walk down a hall in my college without seeing my face on the, on a post over here. Post over here. I'm told by I had buttons. I had I was I just had all of the students rallying because they they don't see this. They don't they never get to see this. I got them involved. I really got them involved, and they were just like when I say I had a whole rally, like we did parades in the in the hallway. Yo, you set up a whole. You were way up in terms of uh, people were doing this. The people would do this in politics, right? Right. But you're like right. doing this that nobody ever. Absolutely, seen. they was not prepared for it. And they they were just awesome. looking like, wait, a minute, like we could do that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I spoke to the dean and let them know that we're gonna be running. Over. We're gonna have a rally today, hundred percent. That like, is so fun. <laughs> okay, so that is a huge advantage. Your yeah. mindset, literally, you're like it's like a. Playing. It's like the big fish in a, in a small pond. Yeah. You got all of your life yeah. development mm-hmm. that amps you up. It's like um, I want to say Albert Einstein says, if I have a problem mm-hmm. and I need to solve it, I'm gonna spend 55 minutes 
I hear that I have an hour to solve it. Mm. I'll spend 55 minutes learning the problem mm. and then I'll, I'll use a minute or mm. five minutes uh, executing. Mm. And so up until this point, you've gotten all of this life knowledge. Absolutely. You get this experience where you're on campus mm -hmm. and you take full advantage Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Like what? It wasn't, it wasn't fair. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it was not it fair. It was because God put you there. Yeah, he put me there, but they wasn't ready. They, they weren't ready. They, they didn't have they didn't have a clue that it, it could be done but after that yeah i set an example yes for what could be done and when i say the like the deans and the and the you know professors everyone was so proud of that because it really i came along and helped them get the students involved into something that was major you know, for the campus. Mm -hmm. um, and then not to mention, I was the first black president of that school. Mm -hmm. We just opened a new campus. So I actually cut the ribbon on the on the school. So at this time for my own personal development, I'm starting to realize who I am and who I can be. And I'm fresh out. No one knew that I was like fresh out of jail. None of that, they had no clue who I was yeah. for real before that point. Um, but I, I, one thing that I do commend about myself is that I have the ability to be a chameleon, mm -hmm. right? So I got in that environment and I completely left all of the street stuff alone. I was never ignorant. Yeah. I was never one of those people who, besides like my dialect, you know, from where I'm from, you know, other than that, my mom raised me very well, yeah. you know, and then I had the advantage of um, going to school in Pennsylvania and mm -hmm. learning how that to speak. And, you Absolutely. Know, when you you said you when you were in prison you said that you weren't going to get a job right mm -hmm. what made you go the systematic route to go to school so that I could learn mm -hmm. learn how to be a boss for real got it and it, because it really sounds like we didn't even talk about any classes you took what mm -hmm. your major was mm -hmm. it sounds like really what you did was observe mm -hmm. the power dynamics absolutely okay so what did you do with that if you weren't in there like okay I'm a marketing major mm -hmm. I'm going to get a marketing job mm -hmm. no what was the what was the what was the plan? So my my I always told myself that I was going to so I went to school for marketing and I was going to um, that was marketing slash public relations. I was going to open up a public relations firm. Okay. That was my plan. Okay. Didn't know how. It just sounded good. Mm -hmm. it sounded good. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm not working for anybody, but I'm going to open up a public relations firm. And how old were you? At that time, I was 27, 28. Okay. Yeah, 27, 28. So I'm like, that's what the plan is. I'm going to school, I'm learning how to, you know, be a boss, how to, you know. And I realized that that's not what my calling was. You know, it sounds good. When someone asks you, oh, what do you, you know, what are you majoring in? What's your plans afterwards? Sounds good to have like a an answer, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to open up a public relations firm. They're like, oh, that's ambitious. And I'm like, yeah. I believed it at the time, but that wasn't what my that wasn't my why, right? So after school, I'm still trying to figure it out, right? Um, went through some stages in life where I was broke, mm -hmm. down, living back at my mother's house, mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And one day, um, a friend of mine, I was doing music. 
I was still doing music throughout this whole time. I was doing music. I had like uh, a deal. I, what? I was really good at, at rapping. You <laughs> was. You probably still are. I am, but <laughs> I, 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 I tried. Listen, I worked on my Be Good Financials profile and mm -hmm. persona. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to move. Mm -hmm. I try my best to move away from the rap stuff because I don't want to confuse it. the people. I got you. Yeah. I don't want to derail the story mm -hmm. much, but when it comes to work and play, that's also one of those elements that I feel like goes into it. Like we, that we are multifaceted people. Mm -hmm. So I, I, like from a marketing perspective, I mm -hmm. totally understand like the be good financials. But as a person, you have all these other elements Absolutely. that you tap into that Absolutely. feed your soul. Absolutely. One day, I, you know, it's funny. I've been tempted to put in the group chat, like if y'all want to go down a rabbit hole, uh, hashtag present burning. Ah! Right? But, I, <laughs> look, look, I just gave it up this time. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what, let me not, let me just stay where I'm at, right? But sometimes I go down memory lane and, uh, you know. Anyway, because when I was doing it, I was doing it. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. Like big, we were traveling, doing all types of stuff. Anyway, so at that time, I'm, I'm doing the music and... Um, my manager at the time, he introduced me into credit, right? He was the GM at um, one of the largest car dealerships in Queens, New York. Mm -hmm. So he's like behind the, the scenes. Like he's the person that can tell you good credit, bad credit, doesn't matter, we can get you approved. Okay. Um, and he exposed me to credit. He, he wanted to leave his job and you know, start this whole credit repair company. Um, and up, up until that point, I didn't really know anything about credit. Like I never considered it, I always had cash. I always, you know, dealt with everything in, in, in cash. And he showed me something. He, he was like, I could go and get $100,000 right now. And I'm like, show me. Like he went, got some funding. In his name, and went and got like a S550 Benz. Mm. And I'm just like, like they just gave that to you? He's like, yeah, got the right profile. After that, I was like turned out. First of all, because I'm I'm working hard for my money. Mm -hmm. Like I'm working, you know, to to save up a hundred thousand dollars is that is impressive where I come from. Mm. You said you were working hard for your money. You were doing music. Mm. You were, um, you graduated. You said you had a mm. couple months where you were not, not months, but times where you living on the couch mm -hmm. and things. Mm -hmm. What were what was your way of? No, I didn't, I didn't have I didn't have income. I was literally living off of the government because of right. me being in a wheelchair, mm. social security. Mm -hmm. That was my only income. And in, the, in your mind, at the time before you meet him, the only you're trying to figure out how to how to break the I'm code. I'm trying to literally become the world's biggest rapper. That's my that was my plan. Mm. So when I say I'm working hard, I'm working hard to become that. Got it. Not even making money or anything. I'm just I have a dream. Got it. You know. Mm -hmm. And. When he showed me that you could get pretty much like fronted, 
because this is my this is street terms. Mm-hmm. You just got fronted some money. That to me was like it was a game changer because at the time, forget the credit, right? I I want the money so that I can put it into my career, my rap career, and then blow up, right? Horrible plan. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, and, and I'm sorry if anyone's a rapper out there. Don't listen to me. I'm I'm. Can I curse on you? Can I say yes. I'm an asshole, guys. I'm sorry. You said follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, right? <laughs> but it's a horrible plan. I'm telling you that right now. All right, because it's not it's not tangible. It's still a dream. It's still a hope and a wish, and it's 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 not a good business plan. Let's just put it like that. You can't walk in the bank and say, "Hey, give me a loan because I want to be a rapper." They're gonna send you out. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And if they send you out, that's a good indication that that's a bad business plan. Mm. Okay, on the topic, real quick, and now then we can get back to your um, soon to be mentor. It sounds like mm-hmm. when it comes to following your dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I feel like it's two different different mindsets. You mm-hmm. could go full throttle, and you could be that person who's like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. all out for my dreams. Mm-hmm. But I feel like strategically, work your hob- work your hobby until it becomes your full-time job if we're talking about rapper and like those types so so when it comes down to to being like um an artist mm-hmm. right artist, good. right mm-hmm. um no matter what what that art is you have to understand that art is very subjective so i want to say this the best way because i don't i'm not trying to kill dreams People have to like your stuff. Yeah. You know? And in a world where the the example of, you know, a rapper is someone who has a bunch of chains on and they got, you know, they're, they're disrespecting women and all of the fictitious things. Sometimes you may not, that may not resonate with what your spirit is, right? You just see the, the glitz and glamour and you wind up losing your way because that's what you believe that you have to be to make it, mm-hmm. right? But if it's unauthentic, people will always see that. Mm-hmm. You understand? So if you're talking about ratchet stuff and you don't really seem like a ratchet person, you got to be the best actor, mm-hmm. right? So yes, you're doing, you're following your dream, but at the same time, you're losing yourself. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And people can see that. Mm-hmm. That's you can have the best music, and people will notice that you're not like that. Yeah. You know. So it's very it's a it's a slippery slope. You know, follow your dream, but try to like keep your integrity mm-hmm. and be your authentic self, and that's what's going to win if you have talent that the world deems to be you know. Absolutely. It's too many variables in there. It is. It's, it's a lot of variables. I would say the only thing I would change about what you said is follow, if you're going to follow your dreams, follow your dreams and maintain your authenticity, like you said. Because a lot of times, if you're going to do it, don't sacrifice yourself. It's, it's, that's, what I, that's how I resonate with Absolutely. you. Okay. Absolutely. And it's that's scary mm-hmm. because in this day and age, you got to sell your. Yeah, that's what people, yeah, soul, that's what soul, people are literally buying into it's like yeah. yo the more disrespectful you are mm. the more crazy outlandish things that you say that's what people want to hear mm. and it's it's sad that's one of the reasons why i stopped rapping got it yeah because it's just not it doesn't speak to my spirit okay anyway. 
Yeah, at this point. Right. So so going back, right? So he introduced me to to credit, showed me the money, showed me the car. I'm in. In my mind, I'm like, I'm in. All right, I'm gonna go get a loan. I'm gonna inject it into my brand at the time, which which was the music, and I, everything's gonna be great from there. Mm -hmm. That's what I told myself. Um, it didn't work for me. So so long story short, we tried to do the same thing for me. Um, I took the little bit of money that I did have. I, I always had savings. Mm. I was always good with savings. But when I say I was broke, I didn't have income coming in. So I was tapping into my savings. Right. Right. So now I took the money that I did have and I pretty much injected it into his dream. So I'm like, listen, I want to become partner a part owner. I want to, you know, help you take this to the next level. Let's do it. It didn't work for me because I'm a person who has never had credit. The little bit of credit that I did have, I tried to get like a secure credit card when I was younger. I messed it up. Mm -hmm. um, I had some furniture that I, you know, put in my name and messed it up. Okay. And it was just, so the two things that I did have on my report were negative. So now, at that time, I'm learning the game from people who are learning the game, right? They're not experts. They are just getting into it as well. Okay. Um, we thought that the same thing that worked for him would work for me, and it absolutely didn't. So at that time, I'm like, all right, God, I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to, you know, be a grown-up, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like it's working. Like, yeah. what's happening, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so with that situation, I learned a lot about profiles. I learned about a lot about what it takes to actually get funding. Mm -hmm. I, I was able to compare my profile and his profile to see what the difference was. Okay. Um, and I didn't continue with them, but I was able to connect with some people at the same, at the same level and in the same place. Right. So my business partner to this day him and I met at that at that place, right? Okay. Um, it didn't work out for him either. He left, I left, and then eventually we wound up connecting with each other. And at that time, we both did a lot of homework just on our own, right? Because once you get turned on the credit, it's hard to close your eyes again. Mm -hmm. It's hard to like go back and, and act like it's if you didn't, you never learned this. What do you mean by that? So. Credit, the amount of opportunities that you have in the credit world, you would be crazy to not see the potential, mm -hmm. right? So even if it didn't work for me, I saw it work for someone. Okay. And I can't unsee that. You say even if it didn't, even though it didn't work for you, you mean the specific play that you Absolutely. were running? Absolutely. Got it. And you said that was Absolutely. a bad business plan. Anyway, right. it was a, so so not necessarily. I'm not I'm not speaking about the the wrapping the injecting the money into the wrapping. I'm speaking about actually getting funded. Okay. So I didn't get funded when I when he got his hundred thousand dollars. I didn't get anything. Okay. So for me that was a big letdown because I had a lot riding on it, right? Mm -hmm. But I would have been crazy to just walk away from everything that I learned because I actually seen it work for someone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it, you can't unsee that. Got you it. know? So now I'm like, all right, 
I'm determined because I know that it can work for me. Now that I know why it didn't work for me, let's fix that and continue on. Got it. You understand? Yeah. I'm very persistent. Like once, <laughs> once you show me something, you can't show me and I'm just going to walk away. It, it doesn't work like that. So um, during that time, I was gathering my information. I'm learning. I'm reading books. I'm watching YouTube. I'm just learning as much as I can. And then my business partner, he's doing the same thing, just separate. Mm -hmm. come together mm -hmm. and we realized that we both have a goal that we so let me back up I'm sorry the funding aspect actually did work for him okay. for my business partner shout out to Anthony right this is like the wizard this is my guy um, it worked for him right but the scenario the situation that he was in with those guys didn't work so he want, he ended up leaving as well. So now we connected. He showed me some more stuff that you know he learned in my absence from the company. Okay. He showed me some other things that I'm like, oh, okay, as, as we're growing, I'm learning, I'm learning. Now I actually have a, another example of someone who got a hundred plus thousand dollars with the same play, mm -hmm. and we know why my mine didn't work, right? So him and I started working on my profile. Like I had someone who could actually help me work on this profile. When I say up until that point, I tried everything. I tried different credit repair companies to remove the, it was a Wells Fargo um, secure card from my profile and a Raymond Flanagan. No one could remove this. Like when I say no one, I tried at least four companies. No one, mm. wasting money, wasting time. Anthony came along, showed me something new, and we were able to remove the Raymond Flanagan and um, Wells Fargo. At that point, I'm telling you, I was almost at the stage of like giving up. Like, does credit repair actually work? Mm -hmm. You know, because I saw you do the play, I saw you, you know, go and get a hundred thousand dollars, but I don't know what you had to go through as far as if you had a, you know, a report that needed repairing. So I never saw that part. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, does credit repair actually really work or just the funding part if you have a good profile? Anthony showed me that the repair part worked. Okay. Instantly, a light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, this could work for other people. This absolutely could work for other people. Now I get what the other guys were saying, like repair does work. So I'm like, you know what, let's try this out. Because I, I don't want to be the only person. Let's try it out. Um, started off with a few of my friends around me, um, my family, and it was working. And I'm like, we have something here. Hold on. Because I'm business minded. I'm like, we could make money. And then not just that. So I started off for the money, right? And then once i saw the gratification that was coming from the the changing of the people's lives right mm -hmm. for me that's when i think my why was introduced all of this time i didn't i, I didn't have my why i thought music mm -hmm. was my why I yeah. I, at that point where i'm seeing people i'm talking about like people are in tears they're able to you know get a house they're able to um get some funding get their business off the ground that to me was like, whoa, 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 
I've never felt that before. I never felt um, people's livelihoods. Like we know that life is hard as it is, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can come in and give someone an edge, you know, that or level the playing field, that to me is like, it, there's no better feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's when I discovered my why. And I was like, you know what? let's take this to the next level, right? So Anthony started getting clients. I went and I formulated uh, Be Good Financials. I started getting clients. And we found out fast that I was better at getting clients, right? Okay. Yeah, and he was, in the beginning, I didn't know what my position was going to be, what mm -hmm. my contribution was going to be to the company. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. And I even had conversations with him like, yo, bro, I don't know what I'm really gonna do, cause I'm not the, I'm not the sit on the computer type of guy. I'm not, I don't, I don't wanna do the work, but we're gonna figure it out. So we found out fast that my contribution will be bringing in the clients. His contribution will be um, repairing the, the profiles, right? That's what he's good at, this is what I'm good at. So my, my business model um, started being formulated, right? I started realizing like, Bernie, you're the credit repair guy. I'm starting to turn into the credit repair guy on social media platforms, to my family, to my friends, and you don't repair credit. Okay. So now to someone else, that would be like, how? You know, like, like how is that possible? You're the credit repair guy, you don't repair anyone's credit. That's a business within itself. So now my mind starts working. It took a couple of years to even realize what I was doing. Got it. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not something that I've always like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into it and I'm not going to do any of the work. No, it's just what I happen to be good at, um, conveying a message, mm -hmm. understanding and bringing it to the people um, that, you know, that started working for me. And I realized like, wait a minute. So I have a back office, right? Now I'm bringing in so many clients that we have to get a back office. We have to get workers and people who are actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. But you don't do any of the work yourself. Mm -hmm. So that means that I could go and I could say, Ariel, if you know anyone who who needs their credit repaired, you can actually be an affiliate of the company and you could make money without doing the work. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. You understand? So now, that business model is like, all right, this is where it starts turning into Uber. You're using your your um, vehicle, which would be your social media, right, to drive your clients, which would be anyone that's around you, to their destination, which would mean credit repair and whatever comes with it after, um, to, to um, using our platform. So you're using your vehicle to drive your clients to their destination while using our platform. That's Uber. Wow. How long have you guys been running this specific strategy? Um, I've been doing this for about a year and a half, uh, about almost a year and a half now. How many people, so you guys are changing lives, of course, for the people who get their credit repaired. Mm -hmm. How many people's lives have you changed? Oh, so I have, I have at least 15 mentees. Wow. That, yeah, like literally. Um, I'm, when I say, so it started off in, in Pennsylvania. I, as you know, I just moved to Atlanta um, eight months ago. Started off in Pennsylvania, and I I was able to take one of this is like probably one of my best success stories. My my friend Owen, he came to me and he was like, "Bro, 
you know, my life, it, it needs some changing, right? It always seems like you have it together. You know, it always seems like you got, you know, you're ahead of the, the game, right? Mm. And I introduced him to credit and I told him what I would be able to do with him. So he's one of the only mentees that I have who actually needed every piece of our service. He needed credit repair, he needed credit building, he needed funding, and he needed our platform. And he he utilized it all. And nice. And he was he when I um he's not with us anymore, but um when he was he was making no less than ten thousand a month. Okay. Well, when you say he's not with you. Oh no, not like he's Okay, guys, have listen. Uh, right, I'm sorry guys. No, he's not with the company anymore. He's he's doing trucking now. Okay. He's like, you know, he he found his why. Mm -hmm. You know. Um so this is not a forever thing. You know, this could be a pit stop. If this is not your why, then you know, at least you can start realizing, you know, your potential. Yeah, and the beauty of it, mm -hmm. I have to say, I don't know if you noticed this, but the beauty of it is working with you. You said mentees. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it's just that they plug in and they get the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. They plug in and they get you. No, absolutely. And when you have a coach, when you mm -hmm. have a mentor and you have someone to guide you, mm -hmm. you can establish your why. The win is mm -hmm. finding out your why. Mm -hmm. And being a part of your ecosystem mm -hmm. is learning the credit, learning how to build Absolutely. yourself up. Absolutely. But the clarity, that mm -hmm. mental clarity, you're not even putting that on the shelf. Yeah, but yeah, just being true. associated with right. you brings that clarity. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool. um, yeah, you know, a, a lot of times it's our um our mentality, right? We we were pretty much programmed to believe that we have to work hard to make money, mm -hmm. right? And if someone shows you or introduces you into a new model that isn't, it's like the opposite of that. It's like, it's like a, a kind of like a, like a reality shift, right? Um, it's like a mind fuck for lack of a better term. Um, he was, he was absolutely working a nine to five um, and he wound up leaving his nine to five and this was like the best money at that point that he's ever made in life and um when i'm able to do that for people that was like the next level of gratification for me like all right cool we're able to help people change their lives just by credit repair but now you're giving people a way to make money mm -hmm. which what everyone needs mm -hmm. you know um and and now with my with my course i know we're jumping ahead a little bit but um, I have a course called Skip the Line, mm -hmm. right? And I'm taking that same model and injected it into different industries now. So it's not necessarily about credit repair and the credit world. We're going to use credit, right? We're gonna, anyone that comes into my, my program, they're gonna get their credit repaired, they're gonna get funding, and I'm gonna show you what to do with that funding. So you're going to inject that money into your brand, yes. your personal brand, mm -hmm. so that you can go and inject yourself into a different industry, right? So what I mean by that is you have to look the part. You have to present yourself in a certain way. You have to have the money that that allows you to be in a million living rooms at one time through advertising, right? So you're injecting this money into your brand. You have to have a website. You have to have a logo. These are these are. It sounds simple to us because we know. But these are things that a lot of people don't really know, yeah. you know, how to get known, like, and trusted. Yeah. When, when I think about the average, um, like, my client, right? 
I feel like they actually do know about the website, the logo, and the mm -hmm. LLC stuff. Mm -hmm. But what they don't know is how to follow their dream in a financially sound mm -hmm. way in any industry. Mm -hmm. This is such a like this is unlocking the door. Right, right, right. A little bit. I'm 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 showing them that so number one, right? We always think that we have to have a skill. We have to so when we think about business and entrepreneurship specifically, mm -hmm. we think of this big mountain that we have to climb and it could it could literally break you, it could turn you away, it could discourage you, it could leave you feeling like, I don't know if this is for me. Mm. But what I'm showing people is, you don't have to necessarily have the skill, right? If I know someone who has a company, who has already built this mountain, who already climbed, climbed the mountain, and they figured it out, if I could bring that person or that business value just by going to speak to others about it, bringing in more clients, you could absolutely make money without actually climbing the mountain. Yes, absolutely. You understand? Okay. So when you when a, a person um, invests in your course mm -hmm. and they're teaching the they're, you're teaching the philosophy of skipping the line. Mm -hmm. How do you take one, how do you take one from or it, is the vehicle that they learn how to leverage be good financials mm -hmm. in their journey or oh absolutely how does the course so help so them? so the course is going to introduce you to our model be good financials and then I'm going to introduce you to four other industries okay. as well mm -hmm. right and this is just to get your feet wet mm -hmm. this is just to give you some options right mm -hmm. but I'm going to show you how to pick an industry that means something to your why. I'm going to teach you how to pick a mentor who you know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. right? And then I'm going to show you how to present that value to the world, right? Okay. Because it's that simple. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that I coined in three, three Ps. Pick an industry, pick a mentor, present value, right? Once you start presenting that value, you'll see how simple it is because it doesn't have to be your idea. It doesn't have to be. As long as you know that this thing works, Whatever, whatever industry, whatever business, whatever coach you decide to go and learn from, you have to know that it works for others, and then you have to go and present that to other people who, who it could work for. Mm. It's that simple. Mm. And guess what? Now, I'm going to show you how to, because all of that sounds good, right? But it's like, how do I make money, right? So if I have a program right now, right, we'll skip the line, and let's say my my price structure is is my course is undervalued right it i literally give it to you for let's say five thousand dollars but this could be very well sold for six seven thousand mm -hmm. dollars you're someone who could come along right and i'm i'm a very big advocate of this studying the market understanding if this is undervalued and this is where you could kind of like leverage you know what you bring to the table mm -hmm. now if someone doesn't know about my course and you know that they need it you could absolutely first of all i'm going to give you incentive so if it is five thousand i'm going to allow you to sell it you know i'm going to give it to you for let's say thirty five hundred or four thousand dollars right now that there, there's already room right there for you to make some type of money right mm -hmm. but now i'm going to also teach you how to go and find out if my course is undervalued and how much 
something like this could go for. Mm. And if you could talk to someone and say, hey, listen, I got this course, it'll change your life. I took it, $6,000. Mm. So how does a person go out and see that you're undervalued? So you have to, first of all, compare my course to other courses. Got it. Right? You have to see if anything is like this, mm -hmm. right? If anything out there is like this already, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a bunch of network marketing courses and things like that. Uh, you could go and see like, all right, you know, what are they selling? Are they selling what he's selling? Um, what are they selling it for? Mm -hmm. And does it have that the, the type of impact that he's going to have? Mm -hmm. And if I'm anywhere close, right, to what those other prices are, five, six, seven thousand, whatever it is, you may see that I'm not undervalued. You may see that I'm capped out, right? I've studied my market, so I know where I am, right? You may see that I'm capped out, but if I am, this is where that thousand dollars could work for you. For you, you know. Um, and then, not to, not to mention, you have to understand that most consumers don't study markets; they don't know what this is valued at. That makes sense. You understand? Yeah. And it's not to say take advantage of that, mm -hmm. but. When people walk into a car dealership, you don't really know what that car is valued at. We have websites now that can help us, mm -hmm. you know, where, mm -hmm. you know, you see Carfax and CarMax, whatever it is, that will tell you what the value of that car is. Yeah. But most people are not walking into a dealership knowing that that car is being sold for more than what it could be sold for. Mm -hmm. and, and dealerships are thriving off of that fact. So when you price your, you know, my course, you price it at what you deem, you know, how, how, how has this worked for you? Got it. Okay. So that's one vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then you teach them how to use this in other industries. In other industries. For what, for what is worth this specific transformation sounds very unique mm -hmm. because it sounds like kind of what they get from you in person, which is a little bit of coaching, mm -hmm. find your clarity, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of a skill set, like not a skill set, but a vehicle yes. to make money. Yep. And then um, guidance on how to establish yourself in entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. um, something like a business in a box, so to speak, so that you can go find your why. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to teach you how, like, what speaks to you, right? So one of the examples that I give inside of the course is if you work out every day, mm -hmm. right, and that's your thing, right? Then nine times out of ten, you want to um, inject yourself into a wellness and fitness industry okay. right because it makes sense mm -hmm. that is what you do already so now if you have the body right you you're walking around you're buff you you know you're well fit it would make sense that you attach yourself to an industry that you know maybe you go and get a, a, a fitness coach you go and get mentored by him right this is an investment you're I'm teaching you what to do but it doesn't stop there you go and get a mentor, you invest into them, you learn what they do, and then you either become a coach yourself, yeah. or you bring that mentor clients, since they already climbed the mountain, they already built out the business structure, and you know people who need their services, and you'll make money. This is so you it's the two play regardless of whatever industry. So what are so there's two industries you said four industries. Yeah. One is fitness. No, so no, fitness is an example. Oh, that's just an example. You can write the play. That's just an example. So, so the other four is uh, we we have um, uh, we have Toro, mm -hmm. we have tax business coaching, mm -hmm. um, we have uh, course building, mm -hmm. and then we also have influencer marketing as well. Mm -hmm. and like, then, which one is your sweet spot? 
So for me, I'm I'm the credit. So you're gonna get five. Oh, you're gonna get five. Yeah, you're gonna okay, get gotcha. five. So I'm I'm specializing in the credit um, industry. My hope is that everyone, you know, sticks with sticks with me. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I only felt that it was fair to give them something else because if credit is not your why, then I would be a hypocrite to say stick with credit. Right. You know. So these are all mm -hmm. examples. Mm -hmm. These are all examples. Um, me, you, and I have something as well Absolutely. when it comes down to it. Yeah. So. So these are all examples of what people could do. So the people that I'm bringing into your network, they are absolutely going to be willing mm -hmm. to allow you to take the same model and you know get paid off of bringing them value as well. Ooh, man, talk about skip the line. Okay, mm -hmm. so you read Who Not How, right? Absolutely. Okay, because it sounds like your philosophy, what would you say? Well, it sounds like your philosophy is about collaboration, mm -hmm. right? When you say the philosophy of skip the line, what's the like number, say three skills that mm -hmm. it takes for a person to develop mm -hmm. to be able to skip the line? So, so number one, right? You have to, and, and I don't even like to call these skills because these are basic, basic skills, right? Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to learn, mm -hmm. right? You have mm -hmm. to learn how to listen and just, and actually, you know, apply. Right. So people just think that you could be the smartest person and you read 100 books. But if you don't apply any of that into your life, implementation is key. Right. So if you don't apply any of that into your life, you're just a smart person. That's it. What good is a computer if you don't turn it on and use it? Right. Um, you, I'm going to teach you how to speak to the people. That's very difficult. As, as crazy as it sounds for people like us, it, it comes natural because we've been doing it. But a lot of people do not know how to, when that camera turns on, they get nervous. Mm -hmm. Public speaking is like one of the biggest fears in America. Mm -hmm. um, they, people they, fear uh, public speaking more than death. More than death. More than death. So I'm going to teach them how to, you know, be calm, convey your message. First of all, be confident in what you're, what you're speaking about. And that comes with learning. You know, learn what you're speaking about and be confident in delivering the message. And then the last thing is execution. Execution, like how do you actually go and present this offer to someone who doesn't even know about Be Good Financial Skip the Line, mm -hmm. right? Like let's say if you wanted to go get a, a coach and they never even heard of this model, how do you go and present that to them? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna teach you how to execute as well. Mm -hmm. You know, go speak to them. First of all, it takes some investment. You want to get around them. You want to be able to get in the room. That's what they say. Proximity is key. Mm -hmm. Get in the room. And then you let them know what you're on. Listen, I'm not your average student. I'm here to learn, but I want to bring you some value as well. I see myself where you are, but in the meantime, while I'm learning, I want to make money as well. Absolutely. And this is what I plan on doing. Mm. That's good. When I think about, so your, your philosophy is both how to become an entrepreneur, but how to just live life and leverage people and, and communicate effectively, not just to audiences, but the same way you went to, um, you left Pittsburgh, went back to your old neighborhood, mm -hmm. literally worked for the guy to mm -hmm. sell marijuana. Mm -hmm. You were very transparent. Hey, I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. This has been information and, and knowledge and experience that you've gained Absolutely. All throughout this You're generation. good, because I've never even thought about that until right now. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that until right now. Literally. I, I, wow. You just blew my mind. This is, 
I'm hearing all of the strategy. I'm hearing how your mind works mm -hmm. and how you are basically putting all of this into one course is astonishing. It's like, it's, it's really like, I'm excited about seeing the transformation that come out of it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Like, so I'm not, I'm not any guru or anything like that. I am gearing my course towards people who are like me, right? And what I mean by that is I have traditionally in my life, I have been lazy and impatient and I'm willing to say that, right? Usually what people, um, when they come across lazy people, they just tell them they gotta change. Mm -hmm. You gotta change, you, you just stop being lazy. And as easy as that sounds, it's not easy, you know? There are people out here who are lazy by nature, you know, uh, just by life, you know, we're Americans, we're spoiled. We have a lot of things handed to us. We don't know how to grit, you know, get into it and grind, right? So I'm gearing my program towards lazy and impatient people. So just because you're lazy doesn't mean that you don't want something. You know, you want something, you just don't want to have to work hard for it. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, it wasn't meant for us to work hard. You know, maybe it wasn't meant, maybe we're abundant beings and some, someone just has to turn that on for us and show just, us. Just maybe. Just maybe, right? Yeah. Maybe, you know, it wasn't meant for us to work hard, mm -hmm. you know? So I want people to stop beating themselves up when they say, oh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a hard worker or, I'm, you know, I'm lazy. Bro, I'm lazy too. Guess what? It worked for me. I, I built a company where I don't have to work. Mm-hmm. And you can do what, what you love to do, and they get to do what they love to do. Nobody's disgruntled. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my hardest job is to speak to you people. That's it. And I hate to say you people. You people is not good, I guess. But my hardest job is to speak to the people. Yeah, that's that's your northern. That's your northern yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. out. I thought it was impressive, <laughs> you right? People. You people. <laughs> it's so because here's the thing. Your heart is in the right place. I can hear your heart is in the right place. I can hear your um a learned and transformed man and i can't imagine what it was like for you to be laying in the, in the hospital mm -hmm. you know taking in negativity having to figure out how to pull yourself out of a hole so to speak mm -hmm. which took time right mm -hmm. it took time it didn't just like happen overnight and a lot of times we have to go through the darkness in order to get to whatever that lightness now is you, like. you, now you speak I'm, you, you, I'm, you got a word. Listen, <laughs> everything that you have experienced is coming straight through me. Like I was even thinking, you you said that um, you went back. Um, it was it was it was in your story before you even got shot. I want to say, and, mm -hmm. and even though we know we need to change our lives, mm -hmm. sometimes we don't make decisions. Right. And sometimes I always say, like, if we don't make decisions. God will, and it's Absolutely. not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be the lesson that we wanted. Let me tell you something, right? Out of all of this, right? Everything that I've done, everything that I worked for, um, getting myself to this to this position, you know, the the number one thing that makes me happy, mm -hmm. my mother and my stepfather is proud of me. That is like. I put my mom through hell, you know, like just losing your way and facing near death. You can't imagine as a parent worrying and I'm her only son. My mom lost a son when, when, before I was born. So I'm her only son and to have to worry, you know, and I'm her youngest child to have to worry and, you know, I know as people, we have to find our own way through life and your parents are gonna to try to guide you as best as they can. 
But to hear your mother tell you every time you speak that she's proud of you, like I'm, I'm proud you changed your life, you turned your life around. That is like, that's, I, I can't describe it. Mm. I can't describe it. Now I'm in a position where I'm actually in the middle of helping my mother build the house. Mm. She's about to move to the South. And it's just, I can't explain it. You know? I don't even have a word. You know I talk a lot and I'm just taking it all in. That's amazing. I can't. I, I can't. I have thoroughly enjoyed the story. Anyone who doesn't understand why you're sitting on the couch, it was divine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you didn't come from corporate. Um, it doesn't matter that like you never had a nine to five. All of that stuff, mm -hmm. everything that you have said has, mm -hmm. one, I've received it. Mm -hmm. So And it needs to be said and it needs to be heard. Um, across audiences mm -hmm. um, so whoever finds this this story whoever finds this um, this message is gonna be blessed I, first of all I appreciate it I up until literally recently I think we I did Jovan's uh, podcast mm -hmm. that was like my first time ever telling my story mm -hmm. like ever like to the world I made sure like keep that separate and all that I was ashamed I was literally ashamed to say that you know I sold drugs and I got my GED in jail but then I realized that people need to hear that. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are men, women right now who are struggling with what am I going to do? I have a felony now, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, they don't feel worth anything, mm -hmm. right? So for me, I'm like, if I tell my story and I show, listen, whatever you think you went through, I've been through it. I'm still going through it. I wake up in pain every day. I'm in a wheelchair, I have a felony, I've been to jail, all of these things, where the odds seem like it was stacked against me, I was able to turn that around and use it to my advantage. And if I can do that, there's nothing that's stopping anybody. That's literally my message. You cannot give up. It's really your mentality, it's your mind, it's what you tell yourself, it's what you subscribe to, mm -hmm. that paints your reality. If you close your eyes right now, in this very moment, no matter who's watching this, and then take five seconds, open your eyes, wherever you are right now is literally the results of your past manifestation, wherever you are. Like, so us being in this room right now, you allowing me to share my story, this was supposed to happen, and it's been in the cards. So I appreciate it, but I want everyone to realize that good or bad, wherever you are is the past, you know your past manifestation yeah it's it's real so start thinking highly of yourself start mm -hmm. planning out your future start being in that space like in your mind our imagination is very it's it's, it's amazing like you can't you can't fathom what we're capable of because we're made in god's image and it's too big for us to understand so you know the amount of abundance that's inside of us is infinite so start using your imagination for the good, um, I, I urge everyone to meditate. Like every day I, I try to travel to a place where I have never been before. And I know because of past manifestations that I'm gonna get there because I'm here now. Mm. I cannot do nothing but co-sign that. Um, mm. And I typically would have asked you to leave us with a word of wisdom. I think that's gonna be our word. <laughs> But I'm sorry, I'm no, no, <laughs> give it all to us. And if you got more, give it. Because for anyone who's watching and who anyone who's listening, 
one, I want to thank you guys so much for watching and listening and being a part of the Work and Play podcast because as we build a life of mm. work and play, as mm. we you know make our transition to self-actualization, mm. it's our lives are multifaceted. And we, we talk about either on, I don't even, I can't even remember if it was the camera was on or not, mm -hmm. but there's so much that we all can um, learn about ourselves Absolutely. in order to get to that journey. So um, one, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Thanks for watching. Mm. And Bernie, if there's someone who's watching and listening and they resonate with your story, mm -hmm. they want to stay connected with you, mm -hmm. how they connect with you, number one. Okay. And then two, tell us a little bit more about how they can work with you and what capacity. Okay, so, um, so number one, uh, to find me, you can go to Be Good Financial on all social media platforms. I'm going to spell it for you so you guys don't get confused. It's B, the letter B, G-O-O-D-E. That's my first initial and my last name and financials, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L-S, right? That's on all social media platforms. And if you go to BeGoodFinancials.com, you could absolutely go into, uh, if you need like my services, credit repair, anything like that, schedule a consultation. And you know, just, just when you get on the call, be as candid as possible with me and you never know where that can go. Uh, right now, when it comes down to um, uh, coaching, I'm not, necessarily taking on any more coaching clients right now just because I have to get uh, skip the line out there to the people and that's what I'm really focusing on don't spread yourself thin that's another message as well so understand that you know you don't want to take on too much um, but inside of skip the line you will have the option to take it a step further if you need personal mentorship wonderful wonderful um, and for specifically my clients selfishly I think they could benefit from your course um are we going to have a link, a link? yeah absolutely and, and so absolutely and we'll, we'll even give them a discount listen we'll them a discount. guys <laughs> i tried <laughs> no, come on now. We, we will give them a discount i think we'll do like 20 percent. let's do it all right so now you know where to find um bernie you also know how to work with him in different capacities and i would say if you haven't already started to started to think about how this can play a part in your exit strategy think about it now and let's talk about it because i think there's 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 um power in being financially set mm -hmm. where um, i talk about organic ways so i mm -hmm. generate revenue but mm -hmm. if you can leverage that with the power of like having good credit and then learning how to be funded let me tell you this right first of all i know we're, we're ended but i want to just let the people know right so what what my course is going to allow you to do is to start making anywhere from 10 to 50k monthly right um what we what we're guaranteeing and funding is no less than thirty thousand dollars right so we're going to get you started we're going to teach you what to do with that money do not blow it like don't blow it these are opportunities and you know success is nothing but preparation mixed with opportunity right this is an opportunity for you to never look back um when it comes down to the the financial literacy part of it I am the person that is going to give it to you from a different perspective. I'm not going to give it to you like we're sitting in some type of, uh, you know, some type of classroom. No, I'm going to give it to you from real life events. I'm going to give you my story and I'm going to give it to you from other other people's perspective who we've actually helped as well. So just look at it as an opportunity and understand that if you're trying to change your life and you don't know where to begin, this is actually one of those starting points. Sounds like it. Listen, I cannot say anything else on top of that. I just say thank you guys for listening and watching for the third time. 
Thank you so much, Bernie, for being Thank with you. us. Thank you for having me. And until next time, guys, y'all peace out.